0: Hi, I'm Elaine Truly from UConn, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk.
1: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt, and thank you for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, we have Elaine Shuley, former UConn goaltender. But before we get to the interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts at Instagram and Twitter at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and i truly appreciate it if you did that. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. Like I just mentioned, our guest today is Elaine Chuli. She used to play for UConn and was probably one of their best goalies they've ever had. So without further ado, here's the interview with Elaine. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we have former goaltender for the Yukon Huskies and current member of the Toronto Six in the NWHL, Elaine Chuli. Elaine is also a gold medalist from the U18 World Championships. Welcome to the podcast, Elaine, and how's it going?
0: Good. How about you? Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. I'm doing fine. Uh, how's your quarantine going? And we've been doing these past few months to stay busy and pass the time.
0: Uh, yeah, I've been working, um, working out and, uh, practicing. So we've been, uh, you know, with the restrictions and stuff, we can only have 10 people on right now, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good still. It's been nice to get out on the ice. So.
1: Yeah. Like you just said, there's been a lot of challenges when it comes getting back on the ice with your team. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you've had to face during this pandemic and how have you tried to adapt to that as a goaltender?
0: Um, I would say it's just different, like not having like the whole team out there. So I would say just getting used to like, you know, smaller numbers at practice and maybe less rest, um, being the only goalie out there, but nothing really too major in the, uh, yeah.
1: Now, what's it been like to been back on the ice with the team and what is the team looking like so far and what can fans expect from the new team in Toronto?
0: Yeah, it's been it's been really great getting back on the ice. It's been uh, it was a long long off season. We didn't didn't really play much last season, so it's been uh, yeah, it's been. I didn't know if I was going to play again or not. So it's been kind of just. I've been super grateful to get back out there, and uh, especially with the Toronto Six and a new team, um, new league, uh, new group of players, and yeah, a new season. So um, it's been awesome, and uh, yeah, we've been. Uh, practice has been going well and we're all uh, getting to know each other and, and that sort of thing so everyone's working hard and we're all excited for uh for whatever this season will bring
1: well I want to switch gears now talking about the beginning of your hockey career uh you're from Waterford Waterford Ontario how'd you start playing hockey and what made you want to be a goalie
0: um honestly all I can remember is watching the Leafs growing up with my dad like every game and I just really loved Cujo um I would like draw him and and all sorts of stuff, and just really wanted to to play goalie because of him. Um, so I would say that's kind of what I can remember. And I've just liked hockey ever since ever since I was little. Um, I don't know. My dad must have. I, I do remember always watching it, so it must have just been that. I don't have any siblings or anything that play. So yeah,
1: yeah. And what type? What goalie do you model your game after in the men's or women's side?
0: Now. Um, I'm a big Marc-Andre Fleury fan. I don't know. I'm not like super, super technical. I'm more of an athletic style and he kind of, yeah, I would say him.
1: And before UConn you played for the Stony Creek Sabres. Um, how'd you get the opportunity to play there and what did you take away from that experience?
0: Yeah. It uh, Well, the biggest thing I took away was time management. Cause I didn't, I lived growing up in Waterford. It was like so far from uh, any, you know, any team for high school. So Um, I would say just like, you know, making sure go to class, get a workout in and get out, get your homework done so that you could leave, you know, it was an hour drive one way. Um, And then on weekends, the minimum drive to a game would be an hour if it was a home game and then everything else would be further. So um, that's probably the biggest thing I took away. Um, And we had a great group there. Um, Our coach, Stacey and everything, she really set us up for success in college. Um, And I just... I don't know why but some, uh, there's a few of us from Waterford that went and played there. It was, it's kind of the closest PWHL team to Waterford. So it just kind of made the most sense to, and, and it was a good program. So.
1: Yeah. And how did that program help you prepare for college hockey?
0: Um, yeah. Wow. This is like a blast in the past. It's been like probably 10 years since, or yeah, 10 years since playing there. But, um, just, they were really committed to helping us get to the next level. And they were really like, um, we were really, they're really diligent in the way, you know, we practice and tournaments and all that. I really felt like they set us up for um, even things like they would only email us, like not our parents. Um, We had to sleep with, stay with other um, players on the road instead of our parents and things like that, that I can remember. So I would say those couple of things kind of stand out.
1: Now, something I mentioned earlier is you had the opportunity to play for your country in the U18 championships. Uh, talk about that experience and getting the opportunity to represent your country on the national stage and being a part of a team that's a lot bigger than yourself.
0: Yeah, that was, that was such a, a great experience, super humbling for sure. And just, yeah, pretty cool to put on uh, your country's jersey. Um, and it was also just a lot of fun to go over, over to Europe um, with a good group of players and, and obviously win as well.
1: Now, I want to talk to you about your recruiting process. What was that like, and what made you want to come here to Connecticut, come to stores and play college hockey?
0: Yeah, so I guess it's just, you know, you do the whole rounds. There's You know, you get interest from a lot of different places, and you kind of, uh, you know, do your visits and, and that sort of stuff. But I knew I wanted to play in that. I kind of wanted to play in that league, like Hockey East. And then when you kind of just start looking at who has, um, goaltending spots open and where could you have a chance to start right away going? Cause I didn't really want to sit on the bench for, you know, if there's a pretty good goalie that's ahead of you, it, you might be on the bench for a couple of years, depending on how old they are. Um, so that was one of the main factors, just being able to, like I said, um, hopefully start right away in all four years, which is what ended up happening, which was super, super awesome. And then, um, I knew I wanted to um, go to business school um, and be an accounting uh, major. So that was my that was my big um, other selling point was I wanted to be a, a CPA after uh, college. So that was uh, that's why I, I went there and I took accounting and uh, got to start all four years. So it kind of all just worked
1: out. Yeah, talk about being a student athlete on that campus. UConn's one of the best, probably in my opinion, the best athletic school in the country. Um the basketball team's big there, obviously the men's hockey team's big there. Uh, what's it like being a student athlete in that type of setting, and do you get recognized constantly from other kids?
0: yeah, honestly i I loved it because I like I, I'm a big sports fan in general, so it was pretty cool to go to school. like the girls' basketball team won I think all four years I was there, and then the men's basketball team won um as well one year. I think it was twenty 2014
1: 2014 I think' this um, guys, your last Napier year.
0: Yeah, Shabazz. Yeah, um, so that was that was pretty cool. Like those are just experiences you don't really get to have. Like, I mean, where the, the whole campus is kind of just going crazy. So that was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, it was awesome going to go watch the men's games and uh, football and even having friends on like you know track or um, swimming and diving or baseball things like that. It was just kind of everyone everything was Division One, and uh, I kind of like that big sports feel. So.
1: Yeah, and what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game as a freshman in college hockey?
0: Oh, well, freshman year was kind of uh we, we didn't do we didn't do too well. I think we only had like, I don't know, one or two wins. I can't even remember. But the biggest adjustment, um I would just say like girls, like you're coming in so young, right? Like you're playing against players that are, you know, three, four, five years older than you. Um, so just that like kind of getting up to speed. It's a faster game, and um, girls are just more mature out there. So just kind of getting getting up to speed with things and um, and getting used to like being on the ice every day. Because um, in high school I wasn't. Um, so I would say those, yeah, basically just the speed of the game for sure.
1: Now in your freshman year, your team did struggle a lot. You only won three games as a goalie. How do you mentally stay positive while your team's struggling like that? Because I know a goalie is a very uh, mentally tough position to play.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd be lying if I said that what it was, if it wasn't a tough year, but it it really was, um, mentally, it it was, it was a grind, but like, I I was happy to be at least playing games and, um, I'm really glad I stuck it out there because the rest of the, you know, the next three years, um, were really, were really awesome. And, uh, You just kind of have to keep, you know, make sure you're doing the right things like every day, like, you know, taking care of your schoolwork and your training and practice. And then eventually, if you put all the work in, you know, something good will come out of it, hopefully, if you just kind of keep grinding away at it.
1: Now, your team did improve a lot. However, throughout your sophomore and especially in your junior year, uh, what did your team do to make such improvements and what role did you want to play in that?
0: Yeah, we just kind of all came together. Um, There was a few changes that were made at the school and, um, you know, some new recruits came in and I think we just really kind of all bought in together. Um, You know, our coaching staff really um, took it upon themselves to kind of turn things around and, um, you know, the girls kind of just all bought in and kind of rallied around it. Um, And yeah, it was it was super exciting to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, and you won your first hockey East playoff series against Maine in your junior year. Uh, talk about that series and what it meant to you getting your first playoff series win.
0: Yeah, I was. I can't remember if it was. I think we were we were there. We played at Maine the weekend before that, and we beat them both games. I think they were pretty. Ex- I can't remember which game was which, but I know we had like. Uh, it was like right before the, the buzzer went. Um, Kayla Campero like race down the ice and beat uh, an icing out and then end up getting the puck in the net. So I think that that really like we were really excited about that because because we beat them those two games that weekend, it meant we were heading back up to um, to Maine the following weekend to play them again. So we just had so much momentum at that point that I don't really think anything was going to stop us uh, at that point. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool to be a part of. And um, I actually didn't know that that was the first. Yeah hockey's playoff win but yeah no that was uh yeah that was pretty exciting
1: yeah you then lost to boston college in the next game in the semifinals. uh talk about playing that game and making 51 saves and trying to keep your team in that game in cape cod
0: yeah we we were in that game very much uh maybe not on the uh, shots but you know as score wise i think it was what two one with an 3 M- one with an empty net something like that Yeah, i
1: think something like that
0: um yeah, well I was exhausted by the end of that. I remember in between period yeah, I was uh I was hot. But um yeah, no that was uh that yeah, I'll never forget that game either. My parents made the trip down and uh definitely wish, you know, obviously the a win would have been great, but kind of look on looking back on it now like 5 or 6 years later. Um yeah, that was definitely I know I felt strongly about, about my performance, but at the end of the day, we did lose, but it was, it was a fun game uh, regardless. And I don't think anyone expected it to be that close. So um, yeah, that was pretty awesome too.
1: What would you say is the biggest improvement you've made to your game during your freshman year to your senior year?
0: I would say just all, all mental. Like I started, um, it sounds probably sounds silly, but I started reading a lot of books And um, kind of just working on the mental side of things because, I mean, nothing really changes too much physically. You're always putting the work in and off ice and on ice and doing, you know, doing those things to get better like everyone else is doing. But I think what really can separate you is like the mental side of things. So I started, um, yeah, like I said, reading and that really helped me kind of um, take my game to the next level.
1: Now, in your senior year, what type of leadership did you want to bring to UConn? And as a goalie, what type of leader did you want to be? Would you want to be a vocal leader, or more of a lead by example with your play?
0: Yeah, definitely lead by example. I'm not—I uh, don't like being overly vocal during the games. Maybe the odd yelling on the ice, but that's usually not a good thing. Um, not at my players, just you know, at the refs or something, something stupid. Um, but yeah, definitely lead by example. I think we kind of talked about whether being a captain was you know, going to be a good idea, but we decided to just kind of let me do my thing, um, in the net and yeah, lead by example. And, um, it, it worked out well that way. So yeah.
1: Well, who was the hardest person to save in college hockey during your time at UConn?
0: Um, oh boy. Well, a few, a few players would stand out to me. Um, Carp at BC and their kind of tandem there. They had Scrupa and and then um, Poulain at BU, and then Kendall Coyne at um, Northeastern. Those games are always, you know, when they got the puck on their stick, it was kind of like, you know, you better get on them quick or something good's not going to happen.
1: It must have been pretty cool to play against uh, Mary Pulan. She's one of the best uh, women's hockey players in the world today. Um, What was it like trying to save her, and what makes her so good on the ice from your perspective?
0: Yeah, she just, I mean, she's the best. She's the best. She just sees the ice really well, and all around is really good player. She can put the puck in the net herself, or she can, you know, make a really good play and dish it off to someone else and put them in a really good opportunity to score. So I think
1: that's
0: what's uh, what's most dangerous about her.
1: Now, who was the hardest to save on the UConn team when you were there in practice? Who gave you the toughest time?
0: Ah. I'll have, to, I'll have to go with Sarah McDonnell. She is always, she's got a good shot. So we would, you know, the girls, we would always all joke around. Or Cava when, when I played with her for two years. Um, yeah. I don't know. Everyone always joked that I always kept score in practice with players because I was pretty, pretty competitive in, in practice. But, yeah, I would say those two.
1: Now, you beat UNH in the hockey's quarterfinals, beating them in three overtimes uh, one game. As a goalie, how do you stay sh- stay sharp when you're physically exhausted? And talk about what you remember from that game.
0: Yeah, I remember we all uh, – we all, like, after, like, I think it was the second or third one, we were all, like, just exhausted in the locker room. People were eating, and we were just like, we, we got to just finish this off now because if they – if we let them back in the series, then the Sunday game would have been – because we had played the Friday night too, right? So the third game on the Sunday would have been um, – definitely advantage them had we let them get back in but um I don't know I was like drinking coke I think during the game because I was like, I was exhausted I think I had like 70 something sh- I don't even know 70 something shots or something crazy so I remember having a uh, coke or two in between periods <laughs> probably not good advice to do but you know in that situation it was uh, kind of needed so
1: yeah, no, you deserved it, though, after playing three of our times, making 70 shots. I I don't think anyone was um trashing on you for that. Yeah. Now, uh, you played your final college hockey game against Boston College. Uh, talk about the emotions you were feeling knowing you played your final college hockey game.
0: Yeah, that was tough. I think it was like a 4-1 or something loss. I don't know. I wasn't overly happy with um, my performance. So I kind of was, Um, I feel like it's crazy how I still remember all this, but yeah, I wasn't, it was my best game, which made it a little less enjoyable, but, um, you know, you can't just look at one game, you have to look at the whole season, and again, we were a big underdog going in there, so our team just kind of went in, you know, hoping, you know, we could kind of, you know, if we can, we're the underdogs, so we have nothing to lose, right? Um, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't go our way, but, you know, we did our best, and again, they were a super strong team, and um, yeah, yeah. I think it definitely helped, you know, uh, advance like UConn women's hockey, like, you know, from then till now, I think they're still, they're still improving and they're still doing well. So.
1: Yeah. And what was it like to play under coach uh, Chris McKenzie? Cause I know he's done a lot for that program and what's the communication like with him as a goaltender?
0: Yeah. So I dealt more with, uh, with Casey, the assistant, um, Casey took it on himself to be a goal, like be my goalie coach while we were there, which I really appreciated. He really, um, was always trying to learn um, so that he could help me, which was super cool. And I did learn from from him, which says a lot about someone who kind of just takes it upon themselves to learn a different position um, so they can help out the team. But um, Coach Mack would come out and shoot in goalie world too. And so would Casey, they both, they both played, um, yeah, Casey was definitely—he played professional. I can't remember if Coach Mac did too. I think so, but uh, they played at Niagara. So, yeah, they—they uh, were—they were awesome. But during the games, they left me alone and let me do my thing. And then we would kind of regroup uh, for practice during the week. So it was kind of a good, a good mix and a good vibe that we had. And uh, yeah, lots of respect for both of them.
1: Now, after UConn, you played in China for a little bit. Uh, talk about that experience and getting to play overseas.
0: Yeah, that was uh that that was super, super awesome. Uh, it's something I'll definitely ne- never forget, like getting to move over there and get paid um, you know, to play hockey for a year. It's uh it's something that's not very common and uh met a lot of great people and it was, you know, it was a lot of fun and I'll definitely never forget it.
1: Now, have you been back to UConn since you graduated and what's your thoughts on the program now? They're ranked fourth in the hockey's preseason poll this past year. And they obviously have some great players like Natalie Snodgrass who are really helping that program improve every day.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see. Last year, they, I think that they they lost in the the yeah they made
1: the hockey finals. Yeah,
0: so it'll be interesting to see what they can do this year. Um, It's cool to see, like you know, UConn kind of making its way up there instead of you know the traditional when I was there BC BU Northeastern mix up at the top. So. Um, it was cool to see them make the, make the finals last year. And I'm interested to see, you know, they definitely, it sounds like they got a good group there and um, definitely good coaching staff. And I know they'll um, put together something, something good.
1: Yeah, I know. UConn hockey, people got to watch out there. They're, uh, they're going to be good soon, especially the women's team. And the men's team got screwed in the preseason polls. They're ranked seventh in hockey, which I thought was a disgrace in my opinion, because they've obviously been a lot better. Uh, throughout those past five years, but it's something to look out for. And I think what you did for the program has really helped uh, UConn. So I just, as a fan, I want to say thank you.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Now we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast. And my first question is what's the best pizza place in Connecticut, since the state is obviously known for having the best pizza.
0: Um, I'm not, I definitely got into the DP dough there, those panzerottis or calzones or whatever they're called. That was, uh, that was my go-to like you you know what those are, right? A pizza folded in half or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite.
1: Was there a particular restaurant that you like to go around campus? I know Blaze is big, Willington's obviously a big one too.
0: Um Yeah, like Gino's and stuff got put in. So that was pretty good when the family came out to visit. Um I definitely went to Mo's a few too many times. Um, for like a quesadilla that was uh yeah. I probably went there too much, but we would go to, uh, yeah, we went to blaze and, uh, like Muya and, um, what was the other one called? I I can't remember what it was called. Shoot. It's over. It was over by, um, the Dunkin' Donuts underneath the new Huskies. I can't remember what it's called.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I only, I only know is blaze in Wilmington. Those are the two I usually go to.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, (laughs)
1: Now, speaking of food, what's the best ice cream flavor at the dairy bar?
0: Oh, geez. Honestly, I can't even remember. I, I don't remember what I used to get, but I did. They, they have really good ice cream, probably like a cookies and cream or something like that.
1: Nice. Now, have you ever got to meet uh, Jonathan, the mascot, and what is he like as a dog?
0: Yeah, they actually had like a switch when I was there. Um like, I don't know, the original Jonathan, and then they had, like, a little puppy that was coming around to be the new Jonathan. Yeah, they're awesome. They're really well-behaved, obviously, and, uh, yeah, super fluffy.
1: Now, what what was your favorite class you ever took at UConn?
0: Favorite class? Hmm. Honestly, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. I'm not even really sure probably any of my accounting courses. I I don't know. I I did enjoy, I do like school, which is also weird to admit, but um, yeah. Now as
1: a goalie, you're very calm on the ice. Nothing really seems to bother you, but what is your biggest pet peeve? Something that will arc you, even when you're not in that?
0: Just in general, um, spilt milk on the kitchen table. That really bothers me.
1: (laughs) It's hard to clean up too. So I understand. Yeah. Now, what music do you like to listen to before a game that helps uh, fire you up?
0: Um, I don't know, like any, like, today's top hits kind of thing. Whatever is really on in the locker room, I don't really have anything too specific. Like, if there's music on in the locker room, um, then I'll listen to that. And if, I don't know, someone forgot the speakers or something, I'll put my headphones in. But I'm not too too picky. Just, you know, whatever, something upbeat.
1: Now, back to some hockey questions. What should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion?
0: Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. I think, yeah, wow. That's, that's a tough one, especially to answer super quick. But, um, I think just finding a good business model that works and really sticking to it and, you know, getting people to rally behind that. Um, and then like growing it from the ground up. So whatever that looks like, I don't, I don't have the perfect answer to that. Um, I don't think anyone does right now, but, um, yeah, building a sustainable model that, um, you know, that can generate its own income. Eventually, I mean, um, we want to get people coming out to games and, and watching stuff. And I think just continuing to promote the game um, so that other people know about it and know, you know, hey, it's, you know, it's not bad hockey. It's it's great to watch. And um, yeah, make people want to, you know, bring their kids out and support it.
1: Now, what advice would you give young goalies who are currently in college hockey, and what uh, what advice would you give players trying to pursue D one college hockey as well?
0: Yeah, I would say just keep you know keep working hard, and um, you know if you always kind of go back to it. if you're not putting in the work, then someone else is. And uh, my dad always told me that growing up, like he's like, "Oh, you might think you're good now, but like you just wait, you'll run in. There's going to be a lot of people you'll run into that have abilities that that you have." Um, so that was kind of always in the back of my head, you know, there's a lot of good goalies out there. And, um, so just keep, you know, putting the work in and, um, the basic thing for me was reading, um, like, uh, what nonfiction, like the real, like books that are going to help you, um, mentally and things like that. Um, that kind of, I felt kind of put me over the edge, um, in my college career. So
1: now what can I do better as an interviewer to improve this podcast and make this platform better?
0: Well, no, I thought you did a great job. You uh you really jogged my memory of things that I, I maybe should have brushed up on before you asked. But no, that was uh I I don't think anything. Honestly, that was you seemed well prepared. I've definitely had people that haven't maybe said the right uh I don't know, they mix up facts and things, but no, you were uh you were bang on with all of them. So yeah.
1: Well I appreciate that. Now, is there any shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to any former teammates, um, current teammates, or any family members you have?
0: Yeah, I'll give one to uh, – I forgot about when you asked who the toughest player to stop in practice. At the end uh, the last practice, before every game, we always did a shootout, and uh, Zimmer always shot first. And she, we would, like – we would actually keep score. Like, we would know if it was, like, 7-3, but this was, like, only happening, like, once a week, these shootouts before a game. So we, we kept score, and some – some way she definitely
1: uh, got the best of me so thank you so much elaine for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it i wish you nothing but the best for next year i would definitely be rooting for you guys and take care and stay safe i know things are getting pretty crazy out there when it comes to the pandemic
0: yeah thanks matt i appreciate it same to you